Harry, are you trying to get me in the Christmas mood? <laughs> That's a Christmas tune. <laughs> I'm feeling it. Listen, it's the holiday season is upon us. It's November 1st. My heat kicked in. My heat is turned down to like 50. So today is the day that I was going to turn it up anyway. This morning I heard it go click, click, click. And then the heat came on at 50. So I said, it must be cold as hell outside if the heat is kicking on. And I didn't adjust it. You know, because at the end of the season, I just turn it all the way. I just turn it to 50. You know, because it's not going to, you know, it just climbs, you know. It's warm. So it doesn't, you know, it doesn't click on. If it's past, if it's anything lower than 50, it's going to click on. Well, this morning it was lower than 50 and it clicked on. So anyway, good morning. Happy Tuesday or Wednesday. It's Wednesday. <laughs> I'm Babs Rolls Ivy. This is Love Babs Love Talk. Hey, happy Halloween last night. I had one trick-or-treater, a, a, a couple and their baby, nine-month-old baby, out here walking these, these Halloween streets. It was so adorable. I had Margo and I. Had to snap a picture because it was so cute. I've been here three years. That's the first and only trick or treaters I've ever seen, and 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 I'm not complaining because uh, this or this community and lots of communities around the city they do organize community events for safety and just fellowship and that kind of stuff. So there's all kinds of places where kids could go to have a Halloween experience. You know, put on their costumes and have candy and fun and music and all that. So. Um, so, yeah, so I guess this little family didn't get the memo because they was out with the baby walking. They were so cute. So, so cute. So, uh, anyway. I hope everybody had a good Halloween. I mean, it was fine. I sat on the porch. I smoked smoked a, uh, uh, a couple of cigars and not a couple of cigars. I smoked some cigars. I smoked a cigar. And uh, drank a, a a little Roja, a little red uh, wine, which was really, really nice. And it was cold outside, but it wasn't freezing outside. So, uh, you know, it was uh, it was nice. It was nice. It was nice. So, uh, it was nice. So I did that. I had on a little teddy bear snuggy thing because it was cold. And, uh, and that's what I did. <laughs> So I leave on retreat today, so I'll be back Friday. So I won't be here t uh, uh, Thursday and Friday. So Harry will be sitting in or playing something or Love Harry, Love Conspiracies or The Best of Love Babs, Love Talk or Criminal Justice Insider or something. I leave it to Harry. I don't choose. <laughs> I, I don't choose. I judge, but I don't choose. <laughs> So, so good morning and happy Wednesday. It is very cold outside. And, uh, and in some places in around town, they saw little snow flurries. Now I'm really not ready for snow, but I'm not going to be mad if it shows up because I don't want to waste any energy on things that I cannot change. So I'm just not going to, I'll be annoyed, but I'll be like, all right, let me see if I can embrace it. So that's, that's the attitude I'm going to have about it. And uh, and because I suffer from uh, 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 uticaria, cold uticaria, I mean, I'm, I'm one of these people uh, that I'm allergic to cold. I know it's, I'm from Connecticut. And uh, and so I get hives, it gets itchy, my skin gets itchy and hives and blotchy and 
and oh, it's such a, and it's painful. It hurts. I know the word, what I was looking for is mutant. I'm a mutant. I was talking to somebody and I said, you know, my family, they laugh at me because I got all these weird things that are challenges to me. So mutant is being one of them. So, so I have this uh, cold uticaria and you can see it on my arms a little bit right now because I'm a little chilled. Uh, but as soon as that cold air hits it, oh, it's like my skin goes into shock and it, I can't stand it. And it takes a long time for it to like calm down. So I try to keep a little hydrocortisone around this time of year because um, it just, it just, uh, gets on my nerves <laughs> it just gets on my nerves so anyway so yeah it's uh it's cold and that's what we are uh that's what we're facing so uh anyway that's my that's my story today and i'm sticking to it so so i got a few things i gotta do before i pack my bag and uh get out of town uh, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, get to this retreat, which is on the border of New York, damn near in Canada. It's about an hour and a half away, a little more than an hour and a half away. So I done gassed up the whip already yesterday. So I just got to pack a bag. I go see the cardiologist at noon and do some other things. Uh, uh, So anyway, I'm sorry. I was I was reading something that had my attention for the minute, for the minute. And uh I'm just trying to be a little warm. So so thank God I had already started pulling out my winter stuff, you know, sweaters and stuff. I realized I probably need a few more sweaters, you know, just like basic sweaters for like I, I need I know what I, I need some uh long, long sleeve t-shirts, you know, the tunic t-shirts. Um, because uh, the ones that I have, I had to toss because they were ratty. I think mice got to them, uh, and and moths. So uh, I have to go and find. I used to get them at like TJ Maxx or Marshalls, but you know, it's it's one of those things where some years they don't have that stuff, and some years they do. So I need a couple of long tunic long sleeve t-shirts for laying layering purposes you know i i need that so uh so i need to work on that a little bit and look for that i think i found a place like I, you know when i i find i do a great deal of online shopping i i mean i don't shop like that anymore but when i'm when i'm thinking about something that i need i just go online and see where it is you know some if it's a target i don't mind going to target to get it if it's at Walmart, I don't mind. And Walmart is pretty good for the layering pieces. Uh, I haven't bought layering pieces in a very long time, but the ones I have are just raggedy now. So it's time, time for new ones. <laughs> so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get new ones. So uh, I'm going to get new ones. And uh, there was something I wanted to talk about this morning. Now I can't remember. But I will tell you who my guest is uh, at 1015. I think people are going to like her a lot. Uh, her name is uh, Sharice, uh, Sharice Coaches, and she is doing uh, a production up at uh, Westport 
Country Playhouse. Uh, they're doing uh, a presentation of First Lady of Song, Cherise Coaches sings Ella Fitzgerald. And it's playing from October 27th through November 5th. So I'm going to miss that because uh, I won't have time to get to, to that because this is uh, the Arts Awards are Saturday and the Lynx Gala is Saturday. So I'm trying, I would try to be at both things. Uh, and then Sunday, I, I just won't be able to uh, get to Westport because uh, <laughs> I won't be able to get to Westport uh, because I, I'm still working on my uh, my law school applications. And uh, and I and I and when I say work on law school applications, I'm still gathering information. I'm working, you know, my resume, personal statements, diversity statements, you know, all all the things that uh, uh, that require writing. I'm working on. So, <sighs> so I'm uh, I'm just trying to, just trying to do my thing. Just trying to do my thing. So Sundays, uh, I I can't do it. So I'm not gonna do it. So I'm just gonna leave it at uh at that. And uh, I need my Fridays to myself. So I've got to get myself to Madeline's, and because uh, I hear that's that's like the place to be, you know, uh, Madeline's empanaderia, 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 <laughs> empanaderia. Bar venue. <laughs> I, those empanadas be all about it. Let me tell you something. It is all about it. So, uh, I'm over at the uh, I'm over at the New Haven Independent site, and uh, uh, there's a lot going on. Uh, people are still uh, holding vigil for Israel and Palestine for Palestine and Israel, which is good. You know, I had a conversation with a, a lovely Jewish young man yesterday. And, you know, he you know, he made some good points. He's like, you know, uh, I just feel terrible. He's like, because, um, you know, I feel bad what has happened to, it, 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 to Israel and to the people of Israel. But at the same time, um, killing Palestinians the way that they are killing Palestinians is not equal. It's not, it doesn't it doesn't make him feel better. It doesn't make him feel just. And I think that's that's becoming the sentiment for a lot of Jewish people that um this is you know what is happening in 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 on the on the Gaza and uh in Gaza and uh and people are are feeling like okay enough cease fire and let's get to the to, to the peace talks you know but you know you've got Netanyahu who is trying, you know, who is wearing the dictator's robes right now, and uh, and is not interested in that. And I think he, I think he thinks the majority of people feel the way he does that annihilation and genocide, which to me are the same word, uh, uh, are are the way to go here. You know, you know, you this is really an example of you come the very thing that you that you hate. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know. It was just, just, just a, less than a hundred years ago, uh, Jewish people were running for their lives, and now 
Palestinians are running for their lives. And and let me tell you, let me make it very clear. I'm on the side of humanity. I'm on the side of what's right. I'm on the side of justice. I'm on the side of humanity. That's that's the side I'm on. And people can say it's complicated all day. It is not. <laughs> it's not complicated. <laughs> you cannot have peace conversations with people while firing at people. And I know. And that's and this is how terrorists win. This is how terrorists do it. They make sure that you come with everything you can to kill anything in their wake. And they don't care if you kill their own people. They do not care. The goal is death and destruction. You think the Hamas give a damn about Palestinians? They do not. They do not. But somebody's got to care about the Palestinians. You know, Netanyahu's not caring about Israel. I don't think he does because he's not listening to his people and he's not listening to people around the world. I, I could be wrong. I'm not there. So we got all these people who don't care about nothing or nobody keeping this thing going. You know, it's just, it's just, it's unconscionable. You know, with all the intellectual capital that we have, with all the knowledge that we know of all the past wars, of all the lives lost, we are still in this place of killing each other over land and and profit and oil and 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 uh. and it's it's and it, it it's as if we've learned nothing as humans that have been here for a very long time on this planet. It's as if we learned not a damn thing. And, I, and we use language in a way that does not heal, that does not help, that does not lift up, that does not broker peace. The only language I'm hearing is more death and destruction. That's it. We're not using the right language. And everybody wants to be right. And there's, listen, there's no right in the cemetery. Everybody laid to rest. Ain't no right. How is it right? I'm just saying, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. I just I just feel some kind of way about this. I just feel like evolutionary and our evolution and our and our evolution of humans, we should be further along. We should not be killing each other. <laughs> we just shouldn't be killing each other. We just shouldn't be doing it. Massive death and destruction. We should not be doing it. And, then, and everybody knows a piece of holy language. Everybody's got some holy scripture, some holy text, some holy language that they could they could call on in times of distress. Well, here we are in a most distressing time. And I don't mean that just for Israel and Palestine. I mean that for Sudan. I mean that for all the places in the world where there is human conflict. <laughs> human conflict. We gotta be better and we just not. You know. So so anyway, 
Uh, anyway, anyway, I just feel it. I just, uh, I just feel it. So anyway, I'm going to get off that right now because yesterday was Halloween. And uh, I love seeing all the Halloween costumes in my timeline. And I saw, wait, I saw more adults dressed up than I did see kids. <laughs> uh, Halloween is resonating with adults. And I think, I think you know, we're in this moment where uh, 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 frivolity is, is necessary. Do you know what I mean? Like, fun is necessary. That life goes on. Because I know people's hearts are very heavy. People's hearts are, are very heavy. You know, and just the other day, um, you know, we we lost a a a a, a DJ who, who used to be a DJ here and uh who passed away from I believe pancreatic cancer. So I've been watching uh the my 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 Facebook uh line uh with all the accolades and condolences um for him. Um and and, and all of that. And, 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 you know, and, and, uh, and, uh, Matthew Perry. And so there's a, there's a lot of a loss at the moment, you know, uh, a lot of loss and people are feeling it a little bit and, uh, and trying to, trying to find some steady ground, you know, trying to find some steady ground to, to, to write this thing, you know, so just trying to, trying to find some ground to uh to to write this thing and uh life goes on and it's hard and you know i say this all the time you know we have the capacity to hold space for sorrow and celebration you know we uh we 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 know how to hold space and uh and I, and oftentimes we just don't like to hold space but we do it we hold space and uh and sometimes we don't even realize that we're holding space, but we hold space, you know. So anyway, all is well. Or all is as well as it can be in these moments until we uh, get to higher ground. You know, Restaurant Week is coming back, November 5th through the 10th, Restaurant Week. So, you know, you could go places and have lunch for $25 and dinner for $45 and $55. And it's like an all-inclusive thing. So if there's a restaurant that you want to go to, that you've been dying to go to, but maybe it's out of your pocketbook range, uh, restaurant week might be a good time to go try some new places. I'm, de I'm going to definitely figure out if I've got some room in my wallet to uh, to try out a new restaurant. Maybe I'll make my way to Goya. Oh, not Goya, Joya. <laughs> Joya in Worcester Square. Maybe that's what I'll do. Because if they're participating in Restaurant Week, I'll find out. Because I'll go and have, you know, they do. I'm so glad they brought over the smoky cocktail from uh, um, Ordinary. You know, where they put it in a glass container and they smoke it up. And it's like, a, I think it's a bourbon-based uh, cocktail. Baby, that's my favorite thing. So. I have to go over there because, you know, tis the season for some bourbon. Fa la 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 la, you know, and uh, so, uh, so I got lots to do. It's so much to be done. I'm trying to get to um, 
I'm trying to pick a restaurant and go to at least one one restaurant week. If I could if I could swing it. So oh, let me let me tell you what I did this morning because I've been wanting to do this for quite some time ever since I figured out ever since I heard about this. You know the cinnamon um the cinnamon at the front door thing. The cinnamon at the at the front ritual. This whole thing, and apparently, this cultures have been doing this for hundreds of thousands of years, right? As long as people have been doing rituals, and so I got up and I did it this morning because today is the first day of the month. So, so what it is is the first day of the month. You set your intentions and you put some cinnamon and a little bit of salt, and you go to your front door. You open your front door. Hopefully, your front door opens in, and then you stand in front of it on the outside and you say out loud what your intentions are. And you, like, you know, abundance, love, joy, whatever it is. And then you blow that cinnamon into your house. I did it this morning at seven o'clock. So why people think cinnamon will bring abundance when sprinkled near your front door. And this is a piece from uh, Well Plus Good. And uh, and I love it. So I heard about this a while ago, like last year. But, you know, I always miss the first day of the month. I don't know why I missed the first day of the month. But this month, I just was called to it. And I think. I think because my heat kicked on and it freaked me out. So I was up. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was like, what the hell is that? So the heat kicked on and I was just like, okay, I'm all for it. So I said, well, I'm up. I said, you know what? I don't know. It just popped in my head. I was like, you know, it's a cinnamon challenge. I don't know why it popped in my head, but it's the first of the month. So there's no denying that cinnamon is the real MVP of the spice drawer. It's sweet, warming, comforting, and smells like the holiday season. You could cook with it, bake with it, and make cinnamon soy lattes. <laughs> it's an anti-inflammatory spice to boot and good for your brain health. I actually sprinkle cinnamon in my coffee, in my ground coffee when I'm about to, when I'm making my coffee. You know, I put some cinnamon in with the grounds, with the ground coffee, so that the water, it just flavors the coffee. Because I like the way cinnamon tastes in in uh in coffee i don't put sugar or milk in my coffee so so i like it black but cinnamon i used to just sprinkle cinnamon on top but then i just started adding it to the coffee when i put the coffee in the in the machine so anyway uh uh but there's another reason to love cinnamon and to keep it handy at all times it is believed to help channel abundance and prosperity Indeed, there are several ways to invite abundance into your life that use cinnamon as a vehicle, including blowing cinnamon into your house through the front door. That's what I did this morning at seven o'clock and baby, it was cold outside, but I didn't care because I was going to do this thing. And I was, and it made me so delighted to do it. <laughs> well, let me, let me finish this article. <laughs> Indeed, there are several ways to invite abundance into your life that use cinnamon as a vehicle, including blowing cinnamon into your house through the front door. So here, here's the intel from spiritual experts about how to embrace a cinnamon ritual that is one for abundance. So why cinnamon is associated with abundance, you ask? Well, according to mystic Nikki Van, Nikki Vandekar, author of the forthcoming book, Shadow Magic, Unlocking the Whole Witch Within, and for you Christians, Christians, hold on to your panties and your crosses. I'm not trying to get you to be witches. <laughs> Although I don't know why you're mad at witches, but not the people that burn witches. But that's a horse of another color. Cinnamon has long been considered a tool for attracting prosperity across several cultures. So experts in this article, uh, 
Megan Rose, spiritual advisor and, and tarot reader, Nikki Van Dekar, mystic and author of Shadow Magic, Unlocking the Whole Witch Within, and Sky Alexander, astro astrologer, tarot reader, and author of The Kitchen Witch. So throughout history, cinnamon has been a valuable and prized spice popular in trade. We know there's been stories and stories and stories of white folks killing folks for spices. That's the only way I'm going to say that now. I'm not going to sugarcoat this and dress it up. White folks sailing the seven seas, come across cinnamon, it's killed for it. But okay, but that's not what we're talking about. So anyway, throughout history, cinnamon has been valuable and prized spice popular in trade, which uh, Vandekar says likely con contributes to its association with abundance and use in many cultures. Hoodoo and conjure traditions, as well as European folklore and, Ayur and uh, uh, Ayurvedic and Chinese traditional medicines, all associate cinnamon with energizing, stimulating the senses and promoting a sense of vitality and productivity, all which are certainly necessary for abundance, she says. Okay, so according to Sky Alexander, author of The Kitchen Witch, Cinnamon can be particularly useful to spark careers, success, or attract financial gain, especially if you've been stuck in a rut for a while. Cinnamon's antiseptic qualities can also help remove blockages and clear the path to abundance, says spiritual advisor and tarot reader Megan Rose. So why people believe a ritual sprinkling cinnamon at your front door attracts prosperity? Well, Sprinkling cinnamon at the front door is one popular and easy cinnamon ritual for tapping into the spice's powers. In fact, videos about blowing cinnamon into your into your house have accrued 4.5 million views on TikTok. So why is it so why is it wise to spread it by your front door? Specifically, doors in esoteric practice represent the portal between the outside world and our internal spiritual spaces rose. So by spreading cinnamon at the front door, you're essentially attracting prosperity into your household. Baby, it's just a little bit of cinnamon, baby. Not a lot. So when, you, when you're doing any type of abundance ritual, Alexandra says, it's also important to be in the right mindset. A ritual's power come from your intention and your willpower she says the more enthusiasm clarity and energy you bring to the ritual the better boy i was excited i really was i was i was very excited to do this i went in the kitchen i put some i put some uh some cinnamon and you only need like a like not even a whole teaspoon like just a couple of taps into your hand and then i added salt i'll get to the part why you add salt um so a ritual's power comes from your, your intentions and your willpower, she says. The more enthusiasm, clarity, and clarity and energy you bring to the ritual, the better. So Vandekar adds that it's important to think carefully about what you really want before embarking on any abundance ritual and to stay true to that desire, not what you think you should want based on the desires of others. I was very clear. I said, I want abundance of life, love, prosperity, happiness, and joy. <laughs> is that is that too much did i go too far i don't know come boldly come boldly i say so as with all spiritual practices there's no guaranteed result from practicing a cinnamon ritual says rose but she adds if you're approaching with an open heart 
the evidence of more abundance can quickly show up in your life. I, I'm, an, I'm a believer. I already know. I, I get that. I get it. And while it's possible that it could arrive in the form of literal money, which is what I'm hoping for, <laughs> you might also expect more abundant energy. I need that too. Gratitude. Oh, I'm so grateful, particularly to this community that have been lifting me up through this law school application process. I mean, from the very beginning, from from, from getting into the Yale Access to Law School program to, to studying for the LSAT. People, I know people have been offering up hella prayers for me. <laughs> So anyway, you might you might also expect more abundant energy, gratitude, love, fun, or joy. So I wouldn't say or, I would say and joy. How to do the cinnamon front door ritual for abundance? Number one, do this ritual on the first of the month. Today is the first of the month. Get you some cinnamon and get it done. Russ says timing the cinnamon ritual for the first day of every month is ideal as it's associated with new beginnings. Metaphorically, when we see the first of the month, it represents a new chapter or period of time, she says. So if we're hoping to start a new chapter with abundance, doing the ritual on the first of the month simply amplifies the intention of starting anew. I love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it. So if that day aligns with the new moon, even better, says Alexander, because as the moon's light grows, so will your abundance. Two, set an intention out loud. You can't be whispering, baby. You've got to speak it up. Intention is key when doing any kind of spiritual practice. This cinnamon ritual included. Start by heading to your front door with some ground cinnamon in hand and then set an intention for this ritual. The intention sets the tone and lets the universe know exactly what you want, Rose said. If you don't know where to start, consider re reciting this intention. When this cinnamon blows, prosperity will come to enter. When this cinnamon blows, abundance will come to stay. When this cinnamon blows, abundance will live here. And so it is done. Yes. Uh, 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 uh. If these words don't resonate with you, tweak them so that you are, they're more your vibe. Say what you want to say. Just do it with intention and be, and listen, we're not casting spells of, I want people to be harmed. Don't do that. Because you know what'll happen? You'll be harmed. So uh so you so you 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 make it your own. I welcome abundance into my home. My home is a magnet for abundance. The key, Rose says, is that the intention states that you are opening your home and heart to attract and receive abundance and will continue attracting it even after the ritual is complete. Ha ha ha. Ideally, Rose recommends speaking your intention aloud. This amplifies the energy that you are all that you are ready to receive and confirms to the universe that you are unafraid of the abundance coming to you in your home, she says. She adds that the most important thing is to do what is aligned for you. So if repeating it internally feels good, you can do that too. Three, blow the cinnamon into your home. <laughs> no, you won't be inviting bugs. Bugs don't like cinnamon. Next comes the fun part, literally blowing cinnamon. And you're not blowing a, a cup of cinnamon, just a little bit in your hand. <laughs> Next come the fun part, literally blowing cinnamon and it turn abundant vibes into your home. Place about a tablespoon of ground cinnamon into the palm of your non-dominant hand. So if your dominant hand is right, put it in your left hand. If your dominant hand is left, put it in your right hand. Because, you know, I know some of y'all are challenged out there. 
open your front door, the door, it, so so the door faces inside, if possible. Some of y'all have out-facing doors. It's, it'll still work. Stand outside the door and blow three times to sprinkle the cinnamon in the threshold. I did that. You may you may also add salt. See, I read this this morning already because that's what I did, which has protective properties and rituals to your cinnamon. Combining cinnamon with salt will help to protect you and your blessings from outside forces so they do not get derailed as they make their way to you, Rose said. And if you make a mess, huh, according to Rose, you're not using much cinnamon. So there shouldn't be enough to pile up noticeably. However, if you do have the urge to clean it up afterwards, she suggests, wait until at least the next day so the ritual has its power, so its power have time to fully settle into your home. So anyway, so here's four other ways that you could get some cinnamon into your life. <laughs> so if you're wondering how to use cinnamon to attract money specifically, I'm going to do this. I haven't done this yet, but I'm going to do it today before I roll out. <laughs> Rose suggests cleaning out your wallet to help clear any stagnant energy and dusting a light coating of ground cinnamon inside it to amplify your earning potential. Bonus points if you sprinkle it on silver coins. <laughs> Cook and bake with cinnamon. We all know that. This is the time of year people are doing their baking. So I'm not going to read all that. You know, you make some snickerdoodles. You make some sugar cookies. You make some pumpkin pie. You make some pumpkin bread. Some cinnamon toast. Cinnamon rolls. You do all that stuff. And then three, use cinnamon essential oils in your home. Another easy cinnamon ritual. Yes, using cinnamon essential oils to infuse your home with abundant energy. You know what I bought uh, last month? Uh, pine Cinnamon scented pine cones. So I must have had already had this in my spirit. Like the universe was already telling me, ooh, bring some abundance and some goodness into your home. Because I saw, you know how you get the, uh, uh, the the you know they're wrapped in some kind of plastic net netting. That you know, uh, I used to get them all the time when I had my fireplace because I put them in the fireplace when the fireplace was uh dormant for the summer, and you get still get that cinnamon smell. Plus, I just feel like cinnamon clears cinnamon smell. Pine cones clear the air. So anyway, I bought I bought a, a net uh, a net full of cinnamon pine cones for the season because I like the way it smells in the season. Anyway. So you can put a few drops of cinnamon essential oil in your floor cleaner and clean the floors of your home once a month, Rose said. You might also light cinnamon scented candles in your home or rub uh, taper candles with cinnamon essential oils before lighting them. And then four, make a cinnamon potpourri or simmer pots. And this is easy to do. You know what you could do? Get you some lemons, some oranges, cut them up, throw them in a pot with, uh, with uh, a couple of sticks of cinnamon, right? Uh, and uh, and it will it will just smell very very good. Uh, yeah, so you get you some cinnamon sticks, some cloves, some ginger, and orange peels in a bowl. Stir the ingredients with a with a cinnamon stick several times a day to stir up opportunities for success. And you could also put these in, ingredients into a pot on your stove and simmer them in hot water to tap into the cinnamon's abundant properties while spreading the pleasant aroma throughout your home. And there you have it. So I got up this morning and uh, I did the cinnamon intentions. I sure did. And uh, 
It was amazing. I loved it. I was very happy to do it too, I must say. It was fun. <laughs> I, I like that kind of stuff. So <laughs> I like it very much. And I've, I've been wanting to do this for, since last year, but I always miss the first of the month. And I'm like, damn it, damn it. But today, the universe is like, oh, you're going to do this. Because <laughs> I don't know how it popped into my head. I really I really don't know how it popped into my head. But I, I know that I needed to do it, so I did it. So we'll see what happens. I'll keep you posted as the abundance flows into my life. <laughs> of love and prosperity and joy and peace. Good health. And if I didn't get it right this month... Listen, I'll be ready for December 1st. Don't you worry. <laughs> so I want I want people to get into it. I I want I want people to get into it. I want people to get into it. So, you know. <sighs> Here we go. <laughs> I know that feels good. It feels good to me. I'm already I already feel abundant. I came in the house feeling like, man, that was cool. That was really, really good. So get into it. Give it a shot. And you don't need a lot. Like, don't go pour a whole handful of cinnamon in your hand. Just a little bit of cinnamon, like a teaspoon of cinnamon. Not even that much. And, and a little bit of salt mixed in. I, I, I use Himalayan salt. So I put a little pink Himalayan salt. And like three times. Abundance, abundance, prosperity, love, joy, peace, harmony, health, goodwill, peace on earth. I mean, what could it hurt? You know, and don't don't put so much where you got to sweep it. And if you do have to sweep it, wait a day. Let 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 the let the let the good spell vibration have a little time on your front front porch, on your front door, at your front door, at the threshold of your front door. That's that's what I'm saying. So, <laughs> Harry said voodoo talk. It is. <laughs> Now, voodoo is for white people. Voodoo is for the people that know. And you know something about Santa Maria, Santa, Santeria. You know, everybody's got their thing. You know, it, listen, every 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 uh religious thing has its roots in something, right? Uh has its roots. The burning of candles and incense. Every every or every religious practice has some has some history and foundation of of scented oils, um, frankincense and myrrh, sandalwood, um, the burning of herbs, candles, incense, perfumes, all the things. I mean, our roots are 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 into uh those kinds of uh speaking into existence. Prayers are really intentions spoken out loud and sometimes quietly. That's what prayers are. So you know, seriously. So we already have the makings of this. It's just putting it into practice. So it's my it's my thing. So I'm I'm gonna be doing this now. I'm just gonna do it. Just do it. You know, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> anyway, life is good. So try it, people, and let me know how you do it. And if you know you got time, today's the first, so you got all day. So don't feel like you know, oh, I can't do it, I can't do it. You know, oh, this is, 
you know, I'm missing. No, today's the first. You got all day. There's no time frame for this. You don't have to get up early in the morning to do it. Just sometime today. I I I I prefer to do it before anybody crosses the threshold, you know. Um so uh uh so that's what I I decided. I said, well, let me let me do it before before anybody crosses the threshold, before anybody comes in or goes out. So that's why seven o'clock was important. Because my 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 youngest daughter leaves uh around eight. And then my son came over um to take a shower because at his building the uh the pipes are busted or something. So he's been taking a shower the last couple of days over here, you know. Um so I, I knew I wanted to like get this ritual done before anybody came in or went out. Um, because it just felt more poignant to me and much more, you know, intentional that way. So get into it. <laughs> so I'm a, so I so yeah, I'm gonna uh I'm gonna set some cinnamon and some orange peels in a pot and uh, simmer them up and get the smell. That's what I want to do. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. So, you know, because they tell you to do that when you're selling your house. Like put on put on a, a kettle of scented things so, so your house smells good or put an apple pie, you know, in the oven and let it bake a little bit and then set it out. You know, so people, when they walk in, they, they, connect, the, they connect the feeling of smell and sense of belonging to the house that you're trying to sell. That's that's manipulative, yes. But that's a manipulation in a good way. Do you know what I mean? That's manipulation in a good way. So so I'm I'm not gonna rail against that. I'm like, I'm I'm here for that. I'm I'm here for that. I'm here for it. I'm with that. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. So anyway, that's my that's my ritual for this morning. I just thought I'd share that. And hopefully y'all could get into it. I posted it up on Facebook. So if y'all follow me on Facebook or if y'all around, uh, it, it, it might be worth your while to sort of get into it. Seriously, get into it. You got all day. <laughs> got all day. You got all day. You got all day. You know, got all day. So. Wow. Shoot. All right now. I want it for Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> See, look. Oh my God. The abundance is already coming through. I just got something that I hope. Oh, this is gonna be good. Oh, November. I'm already feeling you. I'm already feeling you. So, you know, uh, I'm already feeling you. Uh, so. So. Anyway, um, I'm excited. You know. I'm sorry. I'm uh I'm preoccupied. I really should slow my roll a little bit. You know, I'm just excited. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I'm excited. This is good. I've already got a little abundance. How divine. <laughs> 
I'll tell you all about it once I once I once I once I sign off on what I'm about to tell you. I I can't tell you just yet, but I'll tell you. Just know that today is November first, and I've I've already I'm already I'm already feeling some abundance from the about the cinnamon abundance ritual. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm a I'm gonna keep a running tally of all the divinity of November. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm gonna I'm keep listen, get yourself some cinnamon, a little salt, get in front of your front door, open that door, and one, two, three, blow some abundance into your house. What can it hurt? You know. And for for those of you who, who don't like using attention, say a prayer. <laughs> I'm going with attention. Because I want, I, 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 I'm speaking it. I'm speaking it. And you know, intention and prayer for me is the same. So, in this, in this, in this instance, it's the same. So, so yeah, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not thrilled for the snow coming because people have cited some flurries. So that means I got to dig my boots out. Oh my God, I got to pull my socks out. So now I guess like today will be the first day I wear socks. Cause I don't really enjoy wearing socks, uh, cause I really like my feet out. But you know, it's cold, so I'm gonna grab some socks, and uh, and that might be a um at some point I gotta go through my socks and see what I want to keep. Cause you know when they get all fuzzy, and if I can't shave them with my little shaver machine, if they're too far gone, then I gotta ditch them. Like they gotta go, and then I'll just replace them with new socks. You know, some good socks. And socks are funny, you know. You have to, you have to, you have to really look for socks. If I'm going to wear socks, I need them to be, you know, with a good elasticity in them, so they stay where you put them. Um, I don't like socks terribly, terribly thick, you know, because I can't get my shoe on that kind of thing. Um, and I like a soft sock. I like a, I like a, a wool cashmere blend sock and I like a breathable sock because I don't like my feet don't sweat. I don't want my feet to sweat. So, so I, I like, uh, and you know, now I'm at the age where compression socks is probably the real necessary order of the day. <laughs> so, so, so I, so I think I'm going to have to order some like great colorful compression socks to wear because I'm at that place in my life where compression socks make all the difference. Uh, 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 for an aging body, do you know what I mean? So, so yeah, I'm not one of these people. I'm not fighting aging. I'm, I'm not do. I'm not, I'm not mad about getting older. I am not mad about getting older. Not one damn bit. I, uh, I look forward to aging, and, uh, and I'm not, I'm not sticking nothing in my face. I'm not getting rid of the wrinkles. You know, I do need to moisturize and exfoliate. Uh, Cause I'm starting to sort of realize that uh, I need a little bit more care of my skin. Cause I, I've never really taken good care of my skin. I mean, I was a teenager that was different cause I wore a lot of makeup and I was trying to be cute. And then after a while, you're just like, ah, 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 but I do need a better skincare regimen. So I'm, I'm shopping for one now. Like, I'm like, okay, what makes sense? Like, what should I use, you know, on a regular basis? Uh, cause I never really had any problems with my skin, but now uh, I'm starting to have a little bit of, uh, uh, challenges. So I, I gotta, I gotta do a little bit more than what I've been doing. <laughs> Not a whole lot. I don't have acne or any of that kind of stuff. Like I don't have old lady acne because I have friends who are starting to have old lady acne. I don't have that. My skin has been relatively good for the, 
for the better part of my life, I've never had any real, real problems, you know. And if it if I did, it kind of cured itself. Uh, but, you know, I tell you what, I need to go find me one of those little buzz razors, those little razors that take the little chin hairs and stuff, because those things are gnarly. These little chin hairs and on the side of my face, like the beard, you know, like the sideburns. I was like, what the hell? But that's just because the hormonal changes of your body, right? So <laughs> the testosterone is bubbling to the top. <laughs> I got to beat it back with a little razor. You know, one of those little zip, 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 zip things. I used to have one, but it died. Even when I changed the batteries, it just I just wore it out. So I've been using like a regular little, you know, ladies razor, you know, um, um, just to, you know, but I, I want one of those little zit, 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 and I was in TJ Maxx looking for one. And, you know, sometimes you could, you could find them relatively uh, in there. But the time I was in there the other day, I couldn't find that one. They're usually like 20,000, but then it'll be gift giving season. They'll put them all out. So they're probably putting them out now. So I will be back with, uh, with the guest. I'm so looking forward to having, uh, uh, her on and, uh, and we're going to talk about uh, Cherise Coaches sings Ella Fitzgerald at the Westport Playhouse. So I'm looking forward to talking to her and, and her uh, her her career and her path and, and the fondness and love for this music. So y'all, go get your cinnamon and take the time and go do the cinnamon ritual. I'll be right back.
that from now on there is no portrait of tomorrow with no colors from today there's a light that shines in your face sometimes that takes my face Wraps them around your knees But there's a shadow Hiding in your heart Sometimes mm, That makes my feelings Turn back in on me The pain is gone And go on merry way Paint a portrait of tomorrow With the colors bright and gay There's a light Takes my feelings, wraps them around your knees. But there's a shadow hiding in your heart sometimes that makes that makes my feelings turn back in.
beautiful people welcome back to the second hour of love babs love talk as i said in the first hour i am entertaining the lovely beautiful talented uh miss uh sharice miss sharice coaches who is a chicago-born los angeles-based actress uh recording artist songwriter vocal arranger producer and voice coach um, she has appeared on Broadway in the musical Waitress. That's the uh, Sarah uh, Bareilles yeah. uh, production. Yes. Huge. I'm such a fan, such a fan. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and she's, um, she's going to be in uh, the Westport Country Playhouse production of uh, First Lady of Song. Sharice uh, Coaches sings Ella Fitzgerald, which is running right now, October 27th through November 5th. So what's a nice girl like you doing in the Ella Fitzgerald production? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it just came from a call. <laughs> That's how I got here. Um, it came through a company that I've been working with for years, uh, the Artist Lounge Live. Shout out to yes. Angela. And um, finally, it was it was my chance to to do my own show. So. Oh, I love it. Now, are you, did you, did you know the music of Ella Fitzgerald? Because I would imagine this would be like your grandmother's music. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or your great grandmother's um, music. 
Right. Well, I did know a lot of it. Um, like I knew a great deal of standards because when I was studying uh, jazz in school, when I would learn standards, she would kind of be like the person I defer to. So any standards that were like the more mainstream standards, I knew. Um, but there were definitely some deep cuts where I'm like, okay, <laughs> I got a lot of that. I've never even heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, do you do you consider yourself a person that an actor that loves musical theater, or or does it matter if it's a musical that you go out for? Um, it doesn't matter to me if it's a musical that I go out for, or whether it's a straight play, but. Because I got into acting so late in my life, and I, but I began my life in the music industry, the crossover to doing musical theater was just, you know, it was natural. Um, so that's how I even got into acting. It was musical theater. But I, um, I, like, to, I like to act and I like to sing. So, you know. <laughs> so this gives you, this gives you uh, uh, both be the best of both worlds, I would imagine. Right, right. And Ella Fitzgerald is iconic, right? Like, if oh. you say Ella Fitzgerald, I mean, Snoop Dogg even knows who Ella Fitzgerald is. Everybody knows who Ella Fitzgerald is. You should know who she is. If you don't, I'm sorry for you. <laughs> so how long is this show? Tell me tell me about the the, the length of the show and, and who picked the music? Did you get to pick the music? Because she's got a, 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 a ridiculously big songbook. Right. Um, well, the, the show is about 90 minutes long. Um, it has an intermission. So there is a, it's two acts. Um, I didn't originally pick the, um, I didn't originally pick the set list. So the show was being done by a friend of mine. Her name is Alexis J. Rostin. And uh, she was just so booked, like she's booked far into the next year. And when um, the opportunity for the show to go up came up, she wasn't available. So they asked me to do it. So the show already like kind of existed and had like a set and it kind of had like a bit of a story, but the story had to be um, rewritten to coincide with my life. So the songs existed, but some of the songs we changed so that it could coincide with my life better, like things that were songs that were specific to, you know, me um, coming into the knowledge of, of Ella, things that were just songs I just really loved. And I'm just like, can we just please do this one and maybe take that one out? But for the most part, we just kept the integrity of, of the set list. Mm. So tell me the setting. Set, set, set. Give us a setup or a sense of like, how is this production going? Like, are we, are we seeing a, a part of her life? Are you, I mean, tell us what, what the story is. Well, I am not her. Um, I am singing the music of her. So what okay. it is, is it's very, it's concert style. Um, but oh. you will see, like, there are different little uh, tributes of her. Like, the way the band is set up, like, there's a chandelier over the piano. So it's very much like you're at, like, kind of an intimate club, but you're in a theater. Um, I My costumes, uh, especially in Act One, are you know, centered around like the times of the 40s and 50s. Um, and I have a, a few wardrobe changes. Um, and it's just very, very intimate. It, it's intimate, but it's in a the theater. So it's me. I'm not uh, playing her, but I'm telling sto the story about her life and how it um, how it coincides with mine and how she's inspired me and how I've become to become a descendant of hers. 
Oh, I love it. I love it. So was mm-hmm. this exciting to work on? And 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 tell me some of the the parallels of your life. Like tell me some of the things that have inspired you by her. Well, it was very exciting to work on. It was incredibly nerve-wracking as well because <laughs> um this is like there's a lot of monologues and there's a lot of music. So with it being just me up there, you know, there's nobody to feed off of for real. It's it's just me. So that was this is the first time I've done anything like that. But I was up for the challenge. So um yeah, it was fun to work on. Now as far as parallels with her life and mine, there are many. Um she was a band leader of an all male band. Um I am the band leader of an all male band. Um <laughs> she was one of the boys growing up as was I, a tomboy. Um, I grew up with brothers, so, you know, I had to wear their hand-me-downs, and I had to watch what they wanted to watch. If they want to watch He-Man, we watching He-Man, you know? Like, <laughs> if you want to watch Power Rangers, we watching Power Rangers. Like, that's just what it was. Dragon Ball Z is Dragon Ball Z. Um, I was outnumbered. So, there's that, um, and the aspect of her being a foodie as well, which was something that I found out from uh, my director, is that she was a foodie, and I am a if I wasn't an entertainer, I'd be a chef. I'm a huge Really? Fan. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. So you got to learn more about her. I mean, you had some passing knowledge of her, but did you get mm-hmm. to get in depth with, did you, did you, did they give you a sense of what some of her favorite songs to sing? Um, They didn't give me a sense of her favorites. Um, and, and I don't think, I don't think there's any way for us to know that because of the way she delivers all of her songs. Like she delivers mm-hmm. them all at the same level. It's how could you ever know? <laughs> That's sort of like Aretha Franklin. Like you can't really tell unless she told you, yeah. oh, I really love this song. You have no way of knowing because yeah. every song was saying the way as if it was her absolute favorite. I thought so. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a thing with artists in general, though. Like we have songs that we get really, really tired of, but there is a responsibility to your audience, to your fan base who loves these songs. That it's like, you know, it's it's kind of ungrateful to show up and give a lackluster performance of a song that has that you wrote and that you've been graced to deliver to the world. And you don't because you don't want to sing it. You give a lackluster performance like there's mm-hmm. always somebody who hasn't heard it. So you just want to give it 100 percent every time. And I think that's what these ladies used to do. Definitely, because I'm sure they. They got tired of, a. am sure Aretha got tired of respect. I have songs out and I've literally not lived even half of their lives. And I'd be like, I'm so sick of singing this. <laughs> so, so, so tell me about, tell me how did you come to, 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 to music? Where, were you, uh, did you know at five that you were a singer? Like, when did you know? And, and how were you, how did you get to nurture it through? Did you go to a performing high school or? college like tell me your story a little bit so um I grew up in a musical family I was born into a musical family my mom is a former band director all my siblings can play instruments we can all sing whether they do or not um (laughs) but we can all sing like if if I ever wanted to have a choir have a group I can do it within my siblings but they just aren't interested in that the only one who actually still does music is my older brother Tony Treble he's a producer and a musician oh and my my little sister, she's in school for music to be a music teacher. Um, but I was born into that. And I knew as a kid that I was a singer, like just immediately. I was singing in church from like the age of three. 
Um, my very first song I ever sung in church was Tomorrow by the Winans. Um, and then I think that's, what really, that's a lot of songs for a little kid. Oh, it is. Oh, I was, I, baby, I was the resident Yolanda Adams at my store. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was that girl. Um, but yeah, I, I used to take on big songs like that. Like I, I loved the ballads. And so naturally when I was introduced to Whitney Houston and saw the bodyguard, that changed everything for me. That changed it all. Even though I was not allowed to listen to um, secular music when I was younger, that I was like, yeah, I know I want to do this. I know for sure. <laughs> so so did you do talent shows when you were in high school like because it sounds mm -hmm. like you had a very religious background so I did my mom started to loosen up when I got into like my preteen teenage era like she really started loosening up um she would let me have like clean music so like I would listen to uh sync and you know stuff like that like I was allowed to listen to that and you know, um, and then I kind of veered off into like Usher and um, <laughs> just all these different things. Like, of course, Destiny Child. Like, I listened to all that type of stuff, but sometimes I would be sneaking. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, she she just didn't want to hear nothing that wasn't clean. Basically. Oh, I understand. I, I I listen. I still don't want to hear nothing that's not too clean. You know what yes. I mean? Like, I'm, <laughs> but, I'm old. <laughs> but my my younger siblings came along, and you know, she didn't have as much time to worry about what I was doing the older ones you know you got two younger kids so it's like all right I gotta worry about them <laughs> okay yeah. so so you knew at an early age that this would be your career choice but when did you step into it fully like okay I'm not gonna I'm, I'm gonna be steadfast in this well I have been professionally singing making money as a singer since I was 11 really but Yes. I used to travel with my pastor and make money and just different little things. Like it, they were very sporadic things, but as far as like operating like a professional since I was 11, my mom didn't treat me like I was a kid. My mom treated me like, okay, this is what you say you want to do. You need to show up. You need to look this way. You need to, you know, you need to be on time, blah, 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 blah. Like it was very that. So I've always had that rearing all the, always had that foundation. Um, but as far as when I got really steadfast about doing music was uh, when I was like about 17, I joined a community choir called Joshua's Troop, led by mm -hmm. Percy Gray. Um, and I became like a lead singer in that choir. And by me being around the city and going around the city, I was um, I was exposed to a lot more people and people started to go, who is this girl and who is that? You know, and I was. I'm a very, very high soprano. I'm a soprano one. And in gospel music, that's all the rage. <laughs> so, so I started singing background for different artists and stuff. And then I really discovered that I didn't want to do gospel. So I started doing um, R&B and back then neo soul. Um, so I would sneak into the club. My best friend, Mark, and I, we would, we would leave out of Joshua's Troop rehearsal while Joshua's Troop rehearsal was going on on a Monday night. And we would go change our clothes and drive down to the club. We were underage and we would pay to get in and beg them to put us up. Please, please, please let us sing. And that's when it started for me, 17, 18. Now, did, you, did your mama know this? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. I was lying. Thank God. 
my life got spared because I could have just so many times just been out of here. But God knew. God knew I just wanted to sing. <laughs> so 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 do you still sing a little gospel music? I mean, I'm sure churches still ask you. Oh, yeah. Churches still ask me. But um, for the most part, I'm often too like kind of busy for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but here and there, yeah, I'll, I'll pop up here and there. <laughs> so now where do you live, Cherise? Where, where do you, where do you call home? Well, I live in LA right now. I just moved to LA about three months ago. Um, so I'm, I'm there right now. now do you love it? <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. It was, it's exactly what I I've needed. It's so refreshing to, first of all, not have to deal with the winter because Chicago is snowing oh, girl. right now. I'm in Connecticut. Um, I feel you. I know it's snowing right now in Chicago. Oh, yes, it's snowing right now. Like there's <sighs> inches of snow and you know, th- that was enough for me. So, <laughs> so, um, LA is, is great to be around like-minded people to, um, I started to, I had started to feel like I was becoming a big fish in a small pond in Chicago. Mm. So I went to LA so that I could swim with the sharks. Okay, because you know there's there's a couple of places in the country that are known for cultivating talent and upcoming talent. I mean, you know, yeah. you're you're already there, but uh, L.A., Nashville, mm-hmm. I think Austin, uh, New York, of course, and Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you could have chose any of those places. What was it about L.A. that sort of beyond the weather, which I which is enough for me? Um, <laughs> I do have a lot of I. When I do things, I'm mostly in L.A. anyway, okay. um, but I have a lot of community out there. I have a lot of community in L.A., so it was like, this is a natural choice, but I've, I, I've always wanted to live somewhere other than Chicago. I didn't know where that would be in particular, but L.A. was just the best place for me. Mm. So, so you've got a couple of shows under your belt at the Westport Country Playhouse. Cause the show opened on the 27th. So mm-hmm. you've had a couple of nights. How, how's it been? What's it like? How do you like it? I'm having a blast. I'm just up there having fun. I'm just being myself. I'm telling Ella's story the best way I know how. And um, the audiences seem to really uh, be enjoying it. Um, yeah. We've, we've had some great audiences uh, last night. Eartha Kitt's daughter was in the audience. So that was like, unbeknownst to me and then I looked at my Instagram later and she was like you know great show (laughs) yeah I'm like how random didn't know Eartha Kid's daughter lived in Westport (laughs) (laughs) well lots of people live in Westport Shonda Rhimes and all kinds of people live in Westport Connecticut so yeah so you'd be surprised how many people probably are sitting in that audience who were like oh I love her so I had no clue (laughs) <laughs> okay so you so you so do you like because this is a short run do you like a short run performance I mean this is not weeks and weeks and weeks um I don't let me see how to answer this um in this particular case I am not ready for it to be over Sunday I'm not oh because that's sweet. I love this show yes I enjoy doing it I, I enjoy all of it but normally I am the type of person where I'm like, all right, what's next? <laughs> so, um, and that, yeah, I think that I'm, I would love like another two weeks here at least, mm-hmm. you know? And so are you paying attention to the, to the, to the audience? Like, are there young people in the audience? Are they people of a certain age in the audience? Because this music is, uh, I would imagine a lot of older people 
would would gravitate toward this music because this is probably the music of their youth. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like like I would go to an Earth, Wind, and Fire concert before I would go to God knows whoever's out there right now because Earth, Wind, and Fire is of my youth. Right. So. Yeah, no, there are some young people in the audience. Like there are people like along my age, maybe like in their 40s, but um, it is mostly older people. And um, I take that very seriously because when I am of a certain age, I do not want these kids messing up my music. <laughs> I die if I hear somebody misdeliver um, dangerously in love. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> so, so I'm doing my best to to keep the integrity of the music and making sure I'm, you know, singing what they remember for the most part. So, you, so you're a songwriter too. Mm -hmm. Talk about that process because. There's a lot of people who there are a lot of people who are not songwriters and can sing a, a great song. Like Whitney Houston was not a songwriter, mm -hmm. but she could she could sing a damn song like nobody's business. Oh, but yeah. there are folks out there like Beyonce is a songwriter. Mm -hmm. uh, a bunch of them are songwriters. So uh, talk talk to me about that. Pro Sarah Bareilles is a songwriter and a performer. Talk yeah, to me about that process and and what's it like and do you. Do you know, do, Sharice, do you do you write a song and think, I know who could sing this song? Even though you're a singer, you're like, I don't know if this is a song for me, but mm -hmm. I know somebody who could sing this song. Yeah, that happens. It definitely happens. Um, well, I started with poetry as a kid. I didn't really know. I was just having feelings and feeling away. And so I was just writing how I felt. <laughs> um, and then, you know, it, it developed into... It developed into, um, you know, like putting things to melody and stuff. So now my process is mostly I am like I'm mostly writing for myself. But sometimes mm -hmm. I'll have like a producer who will call me in and be like, um, this is a placement. They're looking for stuff for such and such as album, you know, write me something, whatever. And so it kind of more so works like I'm kind of work for hire at this point. Um, they'll send me like they'll send me a track and I'll just write to it, send some dummy vocals and I'm like, okay, we're going to do a real demo of this, you know, and we'll submit it. Um, so that's mostly how it goes for me at this point. Is it exciting? I mean, are you still excited when you, you get a track and they say, work your magic on this? I'm excited to write every time um, because sometimes, especially like in the last couple of years, I've suffered from writer's block uh really badly like I could y'all used to be able to crank out a song two three songs a day and it just hasn't been like that um post pandemic for me I you know kind of discovered how burnt out I was and how mm -hmm. you know in survival mode I was so it hasn't been like that as much but all of the songs that I've written I'm very proud of all the songs I've written post pandemic mm -hmm. um so yeah so so who do you listen to for inspiration Sharice like like, like, who do you have? If I looked at your playlist, who who's in it? <laughs> well, it who's depends on, it? on it depends on what I'm listening for. If I'm just listening to music to just listen to music, um, of course, Beyonce, that's my girl. Um, when it comes to like people of to of the day, I'm gonna be this Usher. It's um. There's a new artist who's um, a homie of mine named Kenyon Dixon. I love his music. And I listen to a lot of my friends, too, like Isaac Ray and Adam Ness. Like, I listen to their music a lot because outside of support, they just 
they just make really good music. So mm. um, those are some people I listen to when it comes to like um, old Diesel, Aretha, you'll find her in there, Roberta Flack, Donnie, <laughs> Stevie, like, you know. Oh, I'm, you do I'm know your over, music. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm all over the map with, with music. Like, I just, I love everything except death metal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might be with you. I, I might I might be able to get through one song if it's banging just right, but yeah, it's not yeah. given for me. <laughs> <It's> not... <laughs> no. I love it. So have you have you have you seen uh, a bunch of Broadway musicals? Have you seen some shows? Have you do you have time to go see shows? Um yeah, I've seen a few. Um I've seen I saw the original Broadway cast of Hamilton. I saw the uh, revival. What did you cast. think of that? Did you? Oh, did it's you, one of the best things. Did you I've love ever it? I loved it. Okay. I loved it. I've seen that. I've seen. Um, what else have I seen? Uh, the revival cast, the revival Broadway cast of um, the Color Purple, which is my favorite musical and my favorite book and movie. Um, so, are you going to see see the the new version when it hits? Oh, absolutely. Cause that's Absolutely. a musical, right? That's a, that's mm -hmm. a, musical. they're doing the actual musical adaptation and not the movie version. Okay. Yeah. I saw that and I had a friend in the cast. So definitely saw that. Um, I've seen Tina. I've seen Lion King. I've seen, obviously I saw a waitress actually on tour before I ever went in for it. I saw it because I had people that I knew in the show when it came to Chicago and I saw it and I went, Hmm. I could do why, this show. Why am I not in this show? <laughs> I was just, I just was looking. I'm like, oh, it's not that much dancing because I'm not like a super duper strong dancer. I'm like uh, a strong mover. So I was like, oh, <laughs> this is, it's not that much. I, I could, I could do this show. Forgot about it. Never thought about it again, but except for I listened to the music. So I was obsessed with the, the cast uh, album for like two months. And then I didn't really think about it. And then I got submitted for it and. I put it on tape and fast forward, I was in the show. But yeah, I've seen a lot of shows though. I've seen quite a few. And 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 do you have any favorites? Um, The Color Purple is one of my favorites. Um, Hamilton was one of my favorites. Um I enjoyed I enjoyed Tina because I enjoyed my my friend who was playing her at the time. Um uh, Kayla Davion and my um, friend Jarden was also in it. So I really enjoyed the show. I love to see my friend shine, but um, I was just very inspired when I saw it. But yeah, I've, I've, I'm all across the board. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. So you got a few more days, a few more days uh, singing uh, Ella Fitzgerald music and, and, uh, and talking about it and, and, and being on stage in an intimate uh, big theater, <laughs> which I love. Uh, mm -hmm. I I am excited to to hear how you feel about the clothing because you said you you start the first set with some some outfits from the 30s and 40s or the 40s. Mm -hmm. and 50s. Yeah. Um. Well, I am. A, I like to call myself a fashion girl. Like I'm a fashion girly for sure. Um. And so I wanted to make sure that because this show is not me being her. Mm -hmm. I wanted to have the essence of her and take everybody on a journey and finally end up at me. So like the first two looks are very like classic, you know, from that time. And then when we start act two, it's still glam, but it's starting to become a little bit more current. And by mm -hmm. the time we get to the last outfit, I'm completely me. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. And that's a wonderful transformation. So people can transition from solely thinking about Ella and that music to sort of see you as yourself singing this music. Mm-hmm. Even vocally, I, I make more of my own choices as we, like I'm, I make myself earn the fact that I get to wear something that is me. And I also make the audience earn it because I'm very like to the letter pretty much with, um, with the singing in act one, like I need to build that trust with the audience, that report. Oh, you want them to know I can sing these Ella songs. I'm not going to make it sound like a rap song or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's I'm going to sing this song the way Ella it's meant for it to be. Yeah. Um, Cause I think that sometimes, you know, the older generation can be, can have a preconceived notion. It's like, what's this little girl finna do? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I want to make sure that I build a trust and a, a rapport with them and make them feel safe. Like, oh, she, she knows her stuff. Well, I, I'm, not, I'm like that, Sharice. I understand that. Cause I, you know, I ain't even really like Aretha in, her, in, in, her, in the later part of her life singing her song. Cause I yeah. just, <laughs> I was like, Aretha, I don't even want you messing with just songs. I, I, I'm a purist like that. But mm-hmm. when I hear somebody take a song and 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 really just give it to us. I mean, you can't be mad about that. Like you, you can't be mad about it, but it's just like if you've been listening to a record the same way for so long, it's like you really don't want to hear a person mess it up. Especially yeah. not so early in the show. So some of those songs that are just like, like I got rhythm, I start the show with I got rhythm and like Misty and it don't mean a thing. I'm pretty down to the letter with those songs because mm-hmm. You know, I want you to know I can do it, but later I'm gonna make choices to not do it. So that you can <laughs> see how she's influenced my choices, you know. So so it's 90 minutes of you having a good time. Having a ball. And so I, who's on stage with you? Just you and a piano, you and a band, you and a No, it's a um it's a four-piece band. Um my music director, William Kirk, is on piano. Um, the bass player, upright bass player is Rainier Brooks. The drummer is Ryan Bennett. And on flute and saxophone is Jay Flat. Okay. And so have you worked with these folks before or did you meet them just for this production? Um, I had worked with two of them before. One of them, the saxophone player, I found out we went to high school in the same district. Because when we, we, I had never met him before. So when he got here and we all arrived at the airport, I was going, you look so familiar to me. Um, so come to find out it was that we went to high school in the same district and he was in band as well. So we crossed paths a lot. And he also lives in L.A. Um, the drummer, I met him during a pre-production for the show. So but he wasn't playing drums. He was doing um, like behind the camera work. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the only people I had worked with was the piano player. I always worked with William Kirk. Um, he is like the main person who is the go-to in artist lounge live and then the bass player i grew up with him i've known him since i was a kid so okay this music community seems tight like it is it is it's 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 big but it's small you know Mm -hmm. so 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 what do you do after this so november 5th it closes you take your last bows you pack your bags you get on a plane where are you going what are you doing i'm going to la um, I got a few days to chill out and um, then I start a run, uh, a, a very short run of the Stevie Wonder show that is in um, a part of Artist Lounge Live. Um, they have like a short five or six shows in Laguna Beach. So that's the next thing I'm doing. Okay. 
and and so you'll you'll be in your neck of the woods so the weather will be nice because it's a Thank little God. cold in Connecticut right now. Yes. <laughs> it I'm just got to... cold though. It just got cold. It just got cold. <laughs> I had to dive I had to dive through my um through my suitcases. I'm like, where are my tights? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so glad that you got to come to uh Westport. I'm so sorry I'm gonna miss this show because I'm mm-hmm. I'm leaving on retreat today and I won't be back. Um, but, uh, but I, I, I jumped at the chance to talk to you because I mean, you're such a young woman and, uh, and Ella Fitzgerald is so iconic. And I was like, let me talk to her and see what she's talking about, about this Ella Fitzgerald stuff. <laughs> I want to know. I, cause I, I mean, cause you know, I'm a huge fan of these young sisters coming up like Samara Joy and oh. you know, there's a bunch of other folks and I'm a huge fan of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen her on Martha's Vineyard. I saw her, uh, and at the, at the, uh, at the cotton club, uh, not the cotton club, where, where, somewhere in New York, I saw her and she was amazing. And, uh, and I thought, and she's young. So, you know, y'all are young women singing these, these songs by these iconic folks mm-hmm. and doing a great job. Yeah. Well, we, we aim to please. <laughs> <laughs> now, would you do another show like this? Would you do an, would you take on another iconic singer's role like this or interpretation? At- Oh, absolutely. Because I feel like this is the hardest one I could have possibly done. So um, at this point, I was like, I'm I'm ready for anything. If I can do Ella and people, it can be received well and pe- people enjoy themselves. I know I can do anybody at this point, like at least, you know, not being them, but singing their music. I can do it. Mm-hmm. Now, now, do you do you put out your own music? Do you have an EP or a CD or a, a record? Like, like, what do you do? Do you put out your own music? I do. I have my own music. It's all on uh, um, on all streaming platforms. You can just type in Sharice Coaches and everything will pop up. Oh, I'm going to Spotify. I'm going to go listen to you today. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I good. Got, well, I got lots of music out. Okay. So so what would you say your style is? Like, what, what, what would I hear? I like to call myself kind of a, I like to call it pop and beat. So, cause it's not, I, oh, like, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not pure pop and it's not pure R and B. It's like a mix between the two. So I like, um, I like music. That's like, it's soulful. Cause me, I have a soulful voice and you know, like a powerful voice, but I also have sweetness to my voice. So you kind of get like the, the, the dichotomy, you know, in my music. Um, so yeah, I like to call it pop and B. I like. I think you're coining a new thing. That sounds fabulous. <laughs> thank you so much for your time, Sharice. I I so appreciated talking to you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. This was this was great. And I wish you every success. I am. I go to Spotify. I'm gonna listen to you. And then, are you on Instagram? I know you're on the Instagram or somewhere. I, I know it. So I'll find. <laughs> is it is it under your name name or do you call yourself something else? Sharice Coaches. Okay, I'm gonna I'm go. I'm going to go find you because I love new artists and I love seeing young people do their thing. So mm-hmm. so thank you for your time this morning and knock them dead, break a leg, have a good time on stage the next few days. Thank you so much. All right. Say hi to everybody at the Westport Country Playhouse for me. I will let them know I saw you. All right, my girl. Thank you so much. All right. Have a great day. All right. Have a great day. So if y'all need tickets, uh, go to the Westport Country Playhouse website. Tickets are still on sale. I think I don't think they're sold out just yet, but they're pretty damn close. So if you want to catch uh, the music of Ella Fitzgerald sung by this talented young sister, 
I would suggest you go to their website and get the daggone tickets because you will not be disappointed. And I'm going to go on to Spotify and listen to her right now. So I will see you all on Monday. I'll be back on Monday. Monday, I got the whole Hamden, whoever's running for office in Hamden, uh, they're going to be on the show on Monday. <laughs> Karima Mickens, who is a, a town clerk, I believe the mayor, a couple of other folks who are running. So we're going to have a whole Hamden powwow on Monday. So stay tuned for that. Anyway, have a good weekend. Be safe. Bye, Harry. I know it's snowing in Waterbury. <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs>